And so, with episode 12, it starts off with a young man working on a science project. <laughs> yes. It's kind of out of context at first until you kind of see his inspiration for his science project. It's 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 the Hitchcock for the whole episode. Mm-hmm. So Hitchcock has the whole classic like you can have a scene, a five minute long scene where two people are talking at a table, blah blah blah, and then at the end of the five minutes, the bomb blows up, mm-hmm. the bomb under the table. But if you start the scene showing the audience the bomb under the table, then they've got the whole five minutes to wonder when the bomb's gonna go off. Exactly. And exactly. so this is setting the powder keg, the bomb, for the whole episode. Mm-hmm. So that was really well done. Um, I think I saw a thing actually just earlier today where, because again, this character's established. Him and his dad run some sort of shop that Bricks works at, da 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 da. Mm-hmm. But he was the other person that they brought into the hotel and tortured. Yeah. They tortured him first. Uh huh. And then the commandant was like, string him up. Like, we're done with him. We don't have any more info. String him up as an example. Example, yeah. So they hung this kid's father publicly. Yeah. So, yeah, I get it. Retribution. Um, Yeah, and it it really does set up the whole episode. But I want to go a step before this scene. Okay. So... Have you noticed the the intro theme, which has never been big and bombastic, mm-hmm. right? It's always sort of soft and, and subtle, but apparently they will tweak sort of like the feel. It's the, it's the same yeah. song. Yeah. And I'm yeah. guessing this is why there is, I, I think it was one of the, the, the prison episodes. They did one that was like synth vibes uh-huh. and like someone like went and took that and did like a whole like fake, like, 80s andor tv intro and just since yeah. synth it out and like mm-hmm. did all these title cards and stuff yeah but i did i it. remember with you did notice okay mm-hmm. i did not notice until this last episode i've heard every Didn't interpretation clock. of this theme that there is when i have <laughs> when i have to select select the theme that I'm going to use for this show. I listened to all, all, all <laughs> I've heard all of them. I heard the, the, the fight scene ones, the epic battle ones, the, the ones that's kind of downtrodden even, they, but they did the same thing with the other shows, like the book of Bubba Fett. Like they had one that was almost like a Western sounding one. Um, so they, had, they had multiple themes that they had for different tones of different episodes. So yes, yeah, so I'm very aware. And that when I heard it, I was like, okay, that's the, um, that's the thing that they use for the for the funeral ceremony. It was that kind of a tone yeah, for, so, for the one they used. Yeah. Well, see, that was that was the interesting thing because, like, I didn't, I wasn't really paying attention to like how it changed from episode to episode. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. Wasn't I, you know, before I like went and read stuff about it, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if they were tweaking it or if yeah, it was yeah. just like a, they're just going for a vibe thing. It's not a consistent song. Right, right, right. But the thing with the with twelve was you can hear a qualitative difference to it. Uh huh. Where like that that other episode was like synth vibes, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I was like. Oh, weird it sounds like a funeral dirge yeah and as and it didn't click i'm like it didn't think like oh we're going to this episode you know marv is marv is dead right 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 but it's like yeah yeah it felt really it's felt down like it 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 felt like a a a jazz uh uh, dirge like you'd get in new orleans or something like that exactly right before it becomes the upbeat version right Right. it's the slow dirge and i just like huh yeah like is that me putting that on there like no and then to jump in the middle when they are preparing for mara's funeral procession and they start showing the musicians 
tuning their instruments. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, it is a dirge. It is a dirge. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And it got dusty yeah. in my office all of a sudden. <laughs> very dusty. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. dusty. And, oh, it was... Yeah, it was very well it was played, very powerful. bastards. Well played. Yeah, it was very powerful, and I think the reason why I really noticed it is because it was a little offbeat, but on purpose. And when I heard it, it just made me think of like yeah. the, the marching band. So I'm always with my daughter and and her mm -hmm. marching band stuff. So hearing that and just hearing the instruments like that, I'm like, okay, this is a thing. So, but um, but yeah, and. And I think sometimes the other ones are kind of closer to the original where, like you said, if it sounds sound a little synth, it's, it doesn't, it isn't off enough. And then the fact that that same sound kind of continues on through the show. So it's not contrasting. It's like, it's consistent. So I'm like, okay, maybe I heard it right because it is nothing that abrupt to make you go from, you know, eighties pop to, to, you know, hardcore rap. It was, it's always on the same line. But like I said, this one just sounded very, it sounded different. It was still connected for sure, but it, it definitely sounded different than what we've been hearing for the for the whole um, season so far. So it really did kind of stand out in a good way, though. Yeah. Then uh, the the scene after that, Andor has sneaked back uh, uh, to Ferrix, and he's going through the streets, and he runs his hand across a brick. Yeah, I remember seeing that in a uh, for the flashback. It's a flashback to his his adoptive dad. Yeah. You know, teaching him a lesson about, you know, Empire throws well, this scrap, da, 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 da. And it's just like, it makes, because they've, they've introduced the bricking before, which is they cremate the person and then mix the cremation ashes into a brick. Yes. And they get put in a wall somewhere, yeah. right? And it's like, I've seen memorial bricks and stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. people can say, you know, in memory of so-and-so, right. you know, put them here and there. But that's a step above to know that is yeah. the cremated remains of the person. Yes, that was beautiful. Like, if that, that's not being done already, that's going to be borrowed. Believe that. Especially, was... in, especially in a time of now where you got like a lot of less caskets and, and more cremation and stuff. That's starting to be a, a thing that's not frowned upon, you know? Um, so it's probably going to be more I of that going like, on. I was like, that's a really cool idea. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably just stick with getting cremated and getting used for some tree or some shit like that. But like, I can see people doing that. Yeah. Like, it, it's almost it, the same it, concept. It's amazing. That. Yeah, it's, it's very similar. You become the tree. Yeah. As opposed to you are a brick in this building, but yeah. Yeah, it was very, very well done. Um, and then I think the other thing uh, that comes, I think right after that, which I was so happy to see, and we got it, we got it, we got it, we got a, we got a little tease in eleven. I thought it wasn't coming back. Andor gets back to uh, space uh, Caribbean, mm -hmm. and he gets his stuff. He gets his money. Gets the manifesto. Yes, I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. I thought the manifesto was going to play a role. And then we got all these episodes without it. And I was like, all right, I guess the manifesto. And whatever. All right, well. But then he goes back and he gets the manifesto. Oh, yes, he does. Yes, and we does. get to hear in episode 12 yeah. the manifesto. Oh. Okay. I've seen people <laughs> posting. I've seen people posting the words yeah. from the manifesto. Like, yeah. There is so much quotable shit from this one episode, let alone the whole season. Yes, there is. <sighs> it's, it's funny because it's on the top of this, this reunion in a way of all the characters we saw. Mm -hmm. So Cyril and, and Deidre and all these other, and, and Luthen, everybody's coming together. They don't know that they're all coming together, but they're, they're coming together. And it's overlaid by Nimic's overdub with his manifesto as you said and it's speaking to the moments you know which happens again with yeah. another speech but with this one it was mm -hmm. the thing where he said this thing that I thought was beautiful it was like um, tyranny requires constant effort and then oppression is a mask of fear yeah and I'm like ugh 
line is fire. And it was just talking about like, like pretty much saying the way the empire is moving is unnatural. And so it's just going to be this constant thing where it's just constantly just overdoing it. It was just so much truth in it that applies to so much. It was just so well done. And the layering of mm-hmm. the scenes that they showed that went over it all. It was just very poetic. It was very truth to power. But yeah, but I thought it was beautiful the way the manifesto was laid over those different images of different people, all the stuff going on and the, and the quotes and the, like I was saying about the tyranny requires constant effort and oppression is a is the mask of fear but it was like interesting to see andor's face and him taking it in and almost to snap him out of it when it got to the part where he said you know well remember this try and it seemed like yes i was just like wow like wow like wow that's all you have to do is try you know Sometimes you can put so much stuff on yourself or your others put so much on you that can be overwhelming and you think you got to succeed, but even more important than succeeding is trying in the first place. That's just the first step, you know, to, to get there and to just try. You know, I, I think about this, this sort of sentiment a lot in the realm of sort of like participating in politics. And I don't mean like running or office or something like that but i think for a lot of people it's really difficult to engage with politics because there's so much risk of what feels like wasted effort right Mm -hmm. where you back a candidate you back a party you back a a a movement whatever it is and they don't win or even worse you get someone in there and they fuck up right right there's all these opportunities for it to feel like you wasted your energy, you wasted your effort. It didn't pan out anyway. There's so many ways of like participating and and losing. True. Right. True. I think that that is a hard ask for some people. Yeah. And to simply try, not yeah. to focus on necessarily oh, I'm going to do this because I'm going to get results. I'm going to try because this is the right thing to do, right? It may not work, but I'm going to try anyway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, that that whole scene, because it's it's not just for, you know, it it was appropriate those lines on Andor, but the the start of the manifesto where he's talking about the struggle is hard yeah. it's on bricks yeah in her prison cell so uh, yeah yeah there's there's times when like voiceovers really don't work and right. this this fucking worked and it's and interesting because it's a it's a semi-diegetic one at the same time like Andor is listening to the manifesto. So yes. It's a voiceover, but it's also a diegetic voiceover. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it. Yeah. It really it. works. Yeah. And I, I think the next, the next moment where we get sort of a diegetic speech, a little bit cheating on the term there, but it's when Andor finally meets up with Brasso. Right, they're they're yeah. in the underground passage. Right. And Andor is unloading all of this, you know. I, I told her this when I left and I didn't oh, get back and, yeah. and and it's just ah, oh, it's just it's so fucking it's it's rough. Like yeah. he's failed, right? He's tearing himself apart. Right. And then you know, Brass Brass has like stop him and it's like yeah. so this is what Marva told me to tell you. Yeah, because she knew you would say that. She knew it. <laughs> she knew you was like, gonna say that. And this is this is interesting because like on one level, like the scene, eh, it kind of worked. And on the other hand, the scene oh fucking destroys me. Yeah. Right? Cause like there's a part, there's there's one level of detachment because at least for for me i think i've been fairly lucky because i have a couple friends don't have this i don't have sort of unresolved stuff with my parents right 
I don't have any traumas I gotta work through or any of that sort of stuff. I I know how my parents feel about me. I know they're proud of me. Boom, that makes such a huge difference. So yeah. glad for that. Yeah, yeah. Andor, I don't know how I don't think Andor necessarily has that dynamic with Marva. Maybe yeah. a little bit because he's always hiding what he's actually doing with her. Right. But I think the I left and she died is the part that's tearing him apart. Yeah. But and, oh. and he's also taking a, a disagreement and she wasn't even mad. So so for him to relay it no. back relay it back the way he did, he put a lot on it to the point right. where I almost felt like wait a minute, I, I was there for that scene and, and she was she was at peace yeah. with it. She was almost kind of like, you know, I'm mm-hmm. going to do me and you do you. And this is why. And and, and even the right. whole thing where, you know, don't keep looking for your sister, you know, and it's not your fault. So so to me, the way I saw that conversation, I thought it was beautiful, uh, uh, kind of like a, a possible goodbye, but it was beautifully put. And he hears it in his head because the way he's relaying it, we've left on bad terms. And I did this and I did that. And I'm like, dude, that's not what it was. But but. You know, that's certainly not what she was trying to do. She was trying right. to unburden you. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But it, I thought it was very interesting. So after the dude said that to him, it seemed like that he almost accepted it more hearing the words coming from him. It almost calmed him down in a way. Um, and he kind of looked at him like, you know, one, probably acknowledging that that sounds like what she would say and he believes him. But two, that it was what he needed to hear as well. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, interesting and, and, and it's amazing because there's there's two components in what she gave him through Brasso. Because yeah. the one is like you you feel what you need to feel and you know what you need to know, right? And when those two things come together, you know you you'll be a hero, right? Yeah. You'll step up, right? right? right. Um. And, and that's a whole level of like, I see you and I know what you can do and exactly. I know what you know and I know what you feel. And when right. you just put those together, you're going to catch fire. Right. That's right. Like you're the spark. You. Like, you, yeah. Oh, that, oh, that was beautiful. When you said the thing about right? the spark. Yeah. And then the next line is the emotional ball kicker. Right. It's I yeah. love him more than anything he could do wrong. Exactly. Like, it's like I know of, you're. Woo. I know you're gonna make mistakes. I yeah. know you're gonna do. I love some you bad in spite stuff. of. Yeah. I love you in spite of it. And she's like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and it's like if yeah. she, if she hadn't tried to unburden him previously or right. thought she'd failed, like that, just like you could. You almost see the immediate effect because what comes right after that is like them like, I have to get Ricks out. And he's like, dude, you're gonna take on a whole fucking hotel? And he's like, I he's like, Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, there we go. You're on fire now. Yeah. Like Yeah, it's almost like a Neo he's not gonna moment. do dumb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like right? that uh, Neo moment with the architect. It's like, you know, well, you could either save <laughs> You can either you can either save Zion and the people and you know your people in the future, or you can save Trinity. Right. And he was like, "Okay," and he just walked out. The- <laughs> I choose her. Just walk out that door. Like, right. Decision made. Um, but yeah, it was very it was very powerful. And like I said, yeah, yeah. So he had to go get Bix, and I, I, man, oh man, okay. And so within that meeting in the sewer and there's a slight thing that was made about marva which i thought was interesting kind of like what does he what does he mean what does he what does he got to do with her like i'll take care of Marva. and so we find out what that was is that they you know started a ceremony a little early and so even though the empire had a certain time they wanted to start it that was different than what the people wanted so they could have an advantage they went ahead and just you know threw it up there and started a little earlier than they even wanted so it kind of had them on their back, back I didn't foot. catch that they started early that yeah they started early I like 
like yeah, that. The anvil, the anvil started early, and that's why he... we're doing it at 11. Right, <laughs> so the anvil hit, and that's why it's kind of like, what's going on? So the anvil guy kicked it off a little bit early, and like I said, all the all the people was ready, but not the Empire. So that's when they were scrambling, trying to say, everybody run out there and get this and get that. And they kind of threw them off kilter. So it's funny, all that planning they did, and like, this is the best point here and here and there. It threw them all off, so I thought that was beautiful. But I remember, yeah, like when it was in the sewer, said, it was brought up about yeah crowd limit. We're bringing everyone. Yeah, and then Andor is trying to get a good spot because he want to see this this ceremony that's that's going going on, um, and he sees Luthen and he's just thinking like, oh crap! He sees him, he knows it's trouble. Like if he's here, can't be good. Yeah, because at this point, I I wasn't clear whether or not there hadn't been any discussion between Val and Luthen of like, let's not kill him. I think Val was on team not kill Andor, but I think Luthen was still kind of there of like, we should clean up Andor. I think what he saw changed his mind. Yes. Yeah. When we find out it did because yeah, yeah. we find out it did. I thought Val still was going to do it. I Um, think Val would have done it. Yes. I don't think Val would have agreed with it. Yes, I agree with that. Now, Luthen's assistant, she was all about taking him out. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think she was down and for it. And the thing it. is, she's not wrong. No, she's, she's not. not wrong. She's not. She's to, not. to be cagey. Right. What about that last piece? We don't need the piece. What about that last piece? Somebody else is interested in it. No, but we don't we need that last piece? No, we don't. We are right. I, I think we should just come on home. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love man, that, that conversation. Whole coded conversation was right. so good. Yeah, I loved it. That was funny. <sighs> so good. There was this moment when they were playing the music and they took a little pause. Mm-hmm. They saw the Empire and they just started back playing and stepped off. It's just like, okay, this is the point of no return. We're going to do this. Yep. That was so powerful. And they're coming from different sides of the street. So you got. You know, the workers on one end, you got the sisters on another side, and they just kind of all coming from different sides to, you know, come forward to the, the, the main square, I guess, which was just beautiful to see. And the music is just going, and you're seeing the Empire, you know, and the troops and stuff getting kind of worried, scrambling around, and you can see almost acceptance in everybody. Like, like they, like... I didn't know it was going to go down the way it went down, but you see that everybody just kind of like, well, this is what it's going to be. And I like the reveal of it because it wasn't obvious. It wasn't like, oh, this is going to go down. It was almost kind of like, I thought that it was right. going to be more um, them getting kind of pulled, you know, caught off guard because they were just really just trying to do the celebration and not be bothered and just kind of get out of hand. But it's, it was almost kind of like, you know, I don't know if they knew what she was going to say. Because it got to the point where they got to the square, everybody was there. The Empire's there. They look like they're itching, ready to do something, wait for something to pop off. Um, everybody just worrying about themselves. They're playing the music. They get there, and the droid has a hollow projector, and it's Marva. And it was just beautiful, man. This, this man, the writing on this this show is just amazing. But. I wasn't ready for her hologram to show up. Yeah. I was not ready for that. And it it was was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And even when she was saying, like, even though she's acknowledging that, you know, if you're seeing this kind of thing, then I must not be here. But she's like, it's like I could see you. Like, you know, she, oh, that was, oh, man, man. I That whole speech was fucking fire. Man. Man, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was just really hard with the show sometimes to not take clips that show up on YouTube and just start spamming them on Facebook, which is yeah. where I go for social media, and just being like, "Why the fuck aren't you people watching this? Like, yeah. look at this," because it's yeah. like like Luthen's monologue like all yeah. these things that are just yeah. holy shit so fucking good and the only reason I don't is because I don't want to spoil this because right. like out of context doesn't hit as hard but right. like it's like just go go watch the show please go watch, right. watch the show this this is amazing yeah yeah I don't want to be what was it I'm 
not asleep, but I woke up too late. Right. If I if I was going to do it again, I'd woke up sooner and fight the Empire. Yeah. Like, yo. Yeah. Ah. It, 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 yeah. It was, man. Like these speeches. And what do you sacrifice? Calm. Kindness, kinship. Love. I've given up all chance at inner peace. I made my mind a sunless space. I share my dreams with ghosts. I wake up every day to an equation I wrote 15 years ago from which there's only one conclusion. I'm damned for what I do. My anger, my ego, my unwillingness to yield, my, my eagerness to fight. has set me on a path from which there's no escape. I yearn to be a savior against injustice without contemplating the cost. And by the time I look down, there's no longer any ground beneath my feet. What is my, what is my sacrifice? I'm condemned to use the tools of my enemy to defeat them. I burn my decency for someone else's future. I burn my life to make a sunrise that I know I'll never see. I've been sleeping. I've been turning away from the truth I wanted not to face. There is a wound that won't heal at the center of the galaxy. There is a darkness reaching like rust into everything, into everything around us. We let it grow, but now it's here. It's here, and it's not visiting anymore. It wants to stay. The Empire is a disease that thrives in darkness. It is never more alive than when we sleep. It's easy for the dead to tell you to fight. And maybe it's true, maybe fighting's useless. Perhaps it's too late. But I'll tell you this. these speeches for, for these characters man they are just so on point i love the style of them because it's a lot of repeating of the same thing it's like a mantra but it adds a little extra to it and so for her like you said it was like we've been asleep and we play along to get along but they don't plan on yeah. leaving they're not yeah. they're not leaving i could not help but think like she was speaking to us right you made yeah. me think of like how work is for people and how certain situations like we just ignore all this stuff it's tyranny and we're just ignoring it just because of our fake quote unquote peace and we just go to sleep we never get to a boiling point because every time we get almost close to it then we go to sleep we've it's, been it's sleep the, it's the boiling frog thing again yes and just yeah, how it just keeps escalating thing, which they brought in earlier yes and you related to work and me as former teacher president of our, our union, a big problem we had with our classified staff was job creep, which is, oh, my job duties are A, B, C, and D according to my job description. Oh, but now they're adding E and then yeah. F and then G. Am I am I getting a promotion? No. No. Uh, okay, well, now we're going to add H. Now we're going to add I. Uh, am I getting a raise? No. No. Now we're going to add J and like, ah, oh, fuck. Right. And it's that same thing. It's not, you know, an oppressive, uh, oppressive fascist organization, but it's just a bureaucracy that is able to take advantage, whether it's maliciously or not. Yeah. Got to wake up. They're boiling us alive. Right. And it was just a warning of bad things can happen while you're sleeping. And you run to it for peace, but it's not peace. Falling asleep 
blind eye and all that kind of stuff, that's not resolve. You know, that's not resolve at all. That's sleeping. But things still happen while you're sleeping. And so that's basically what she was, was saying, what she said so eloquently. And that speech that she said was really speaking to the moment. And like you said, that part where she's like, if I could do it again, I would wake up early to fight the bastards. To do this. If I could do it again, I'd wake up early and be fighting these bastards from the start. Fight the empire. Fight the empire. Straight up war cry. Interesting thing. So apparently people were watching that scene and apparently some of them did a little bit more lip reading because it apparently didn't look like she said fight the empire. Oh, okay. And apparently it's come out. She did not say fight the empire. She said, fuck the empire. That had been dope. Like they used, I think the take, but Mm -hmm. they redubbed the line. Yeah. Cause that was apparently Disney was like, we're not ready for that. (laughs) Don't. Don't drop the F-bomb. Right, right. So she actually performed the line, fuck the empire. That fits. Um, yeah, it fits. Oh, that man, fits. it fits. Yeah, and powerful. then the, the commandant makes overreacts. Again, the empire overreacts. Yeah. If he had broken through like he did, took his cloak off, and when he starts taking the cloak off and going forward, I was like, why is he taking his cloak off? And it was like, oh, he's going to cover up the hollow projector. Yeah, uh-huh. But then he, it, the, her voice is still going, so yep. he just kicks over Bimo. If he had just covered up the hollow projector and was like, "Turn the droid off," or picture, pick the droid up, or like, did something that wasn't like, oh, I'm afraid," right? It's the yep. mask of fear. Oppression yep. is the mask of fear. Kick yep. the droid over. Overcompensating. Didn't take they, all that. They may not have fucking lost their shit, but they yep. were like. Oh nope, we're done. Yeah, and that's like flipping over a casket. Like, what are you doing? Oh, you put your hands on my oh. mom. <laughs> you know what? I hadn't really thought of it that way, but that's how I took it. Yeah, it is kind of like it's kicking over the casket. Like, yeah. it was disrespectful enough, yeah. even if it wasn't Mara, it was Bimo. Yeah. Yeah. But the, speaking of disrespect, this is the funny thing: is they saw so many people like not seriously like being like what the fuck but like joking about the fact that brasso was slugging people with marva's with the brick. brick i saw that too because <laughs> he's carrying marva in the brick and just i think he even hit the commandant and it was like people would be like and the thing is the the comment that would come up is like you think she'd be upset <laughs> like i thought it was no. dope but look at this you know here's a smack from the afterlife she's right. like she is fighting the empire right her name is on it you know here's a smack from the from the underground there you go smack from the afterlife here you go serving up i thought it was poetic i thought it was poetic yeah and And it didn't break either that's it didn't break and it's that's the spark and then we again we get the kid whose dad got hung that builds the bump at the beginning and he's like oh she's getting real now and he's like okay he's like he's like and it, and it's you again. You see him making that choice of like, oh, fuck these people, and he throws the bomb over mm-hmm. towards the hotel, and it just happens to land near all the munitions the, yeah. the Imperials were stacking up outside. Yeah. And, ooh. So anybody and near windows no problem. Oh, big boom, big bada boom, um, and that gives enough chaos to the scene for then Andrew to slip in, and all these other things happening. A lot of people getting shot. A lot of people getting shot because, like, Deidre's yeah. command of, like, don't shoot anyone. We want to take Andor alive. Commandant's like, fuck it. Open fire. Fire at will. Shoot into the crowd. And it's just like, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely didn't and have like, the control a, that she thought a, she had. A lot had. of characters that we were tracking. Yeah. A lot of characters that we've been following in Bricks died in that fight the head of the daughters of ferrix uh the the ticket seller guy that told andor his mom had died and he joined the fight too like yeah it's not this clean prison break like a lot of people are gonna die like this is messy and deadly and violent yeah i also thought it was kind of cool especially with deidre when they did have women mm-hmm. in there i like when they have strong women but then they get caught up when they're in the man's world i like that versus just the super powered woman that just kind of takes everybody down it's like she 
it almost reminds me like almost like like how you you would see women that that puff up to be strong. Well, the other I, thing too I, is they don't really have the male version of that either. Yeah, right? they got some soldiers. Yes. Right, but there's there's no one being the amazing badass. Like even though Andor goes and sneaks into the hotel and he shoots a couple people, mm-hmm. it, it, it never at this point is just like you don't get the perfectly stoic. Like this doesn't bother me. I'm just gonna pew pew and shoot people. Like yeah. everybody feels grounded in like ah shit, this is scary. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I guess I was thinking about like how when she thought she's being harassed and, and followed. Right. Like she felt like you now if that was a dude, kind of stalking a dude, he probably stop up like, hey man, back off or whatever. She puffed right. up and was nervous of her safety. And when she got to safety, then she exhaled and was like, whoa, what I went through, what I, what I went through. Like normally when they have a, you know, especially like if it was an officer woman or whatever, she'd probably beat him up in the street and like, what are you doing, man? Well, you know, she'd be like, almost like deal with it like a guy would deal with a guy in some ways. And I kind of thought it was right. interesting how, you know, but even the stuff where she, you know, at the, you know, when something else had happened with her towards the end, I guess I like the fact they show people not having control of the whole situation and they felt they was out of out of their depth. Yes. They they were they were in over their heads. Yes. And it was in believable ways and not just I'm perfect at every situation. Yeah. I'm just not somebody who's just yes. gonna everybody win everybody and stuff. has weaknesses and they can be pushed too far and they can be surprised and like and Deidre is such a character that is in control and that whole thing got out of control yeah. she almost got murdered she got her right. gun knocked out of her hand like, right she was as vulnerable she could have died so yeah. easily and strong at the like, same time in a different way and, she'd have to be beating people up and throwing people across right? the room to be strong that is a archetype that i think the badass woman you don't necessarily like allow women to be physically badass cool yeah. but there's also you can just have characters that are just not physical badasses but right. are like competent badasses and they keep their shit together like they're the mastermind or whatever right. trip you want to go with and their thing is not i am the combat ace right. it's like no i'm the one that set up this whole situation so if you exactly. step out of line you die yeah you right? be strong That's in different Deidre. ways yes exactly right? exactly Deidre is strong in that way yes. but she's not, not she's not a freaking combatant right yeah. that's not her profile right so right. yeah a situation like that that goes fucking sideways hard rattles the shit out of her right it right? was it was refreshing so it, for me to see that i, I thought it was really cool because normally they would just have her doing a flip spin thing and throwing them people over over her head so i thought it was kind of interesting i thought um just like when they showed um zero it was cool seeing him out of his depth when he was in like almost like a war situation and it right. went bad. It went bad. It wasn't it's, like, oh, give me your gun, Sergeant, and I'll handle it myself. He, you could tell that he was on, he was, he was in over his head. He was almost stuck, and I love that. He didn't have to be the the super warrior because that's not that's not. He's a pistol pusher. He, he just, you know, he correct. he worries about his uniform more so than he don't want to get it dirty. He wanted tailored, and so for him to be so, like, where am I? How did I get here? Oh, oh crap! I like that. So this is like Cyril. Cyril would work as a detective, right? Yes. He was trying to be a detective. He was trying yes. to find a murderer, da da da. But he is not SWAT team, and right. he signed up with SWAT team right. and was like, "Oh fuck!" over right. his head. Right. And it's funny now that you, you sort of have that contrast because, like, he's the one that pulls Deidre out of out of the mix puts a gun to her back so she doesn't fucking argue with him and just like she doesn't realize it's him she thinks she's being shoved into a room to die and then is like hey i saved your ass right and she's angry for a moment because she thought she was gonna die and fuck you and then she has her little breakdown and the look on his face is kind of like hey this is me i'm not i'm not a total fuck up and right and now I'm also reading it as like, not just like, hey, I saved you, uh, you owe me points or some weird thing, but it's also a little bit of like, hey, now you know how I felt. Like, 
Mm. Like, there's a little bit of like, yeah, I totally got pistol whipped by shit going sideways. But, hey, same page, you're alive. Like, there is a level of like, yeah, I saved you. Mm, Notice me. But, yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought it was sweet. Yeah, like I said, it seems like they were almost going to have a like a romantic moment or something. Yeah. Kind of glad they didn't jump to that. I yeah, uh, me too. Let me too. Deidre sit with it would have been too too mm-hmm. much. Yeah, like that's yeah. like a crack in the facade where mm-hmm. you could see if when we come back in season two and there's a time jump that if not romantic, mm-hmm. at least she respects him now they have some sort of like we're on the same team i'm not gonna write you off right we can work together because now you've saved my bacon right right like she had to talk herself off off of her default feelings for him like wait a minute i'm mad i'm mad i hate you you make me sick wait 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 you saved me oh wait i think i owe you an apology like she had to talk herself back (laughs) like rewind my default is i hate you you're a creep blah 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 i told you to stay away from me Last time I saw you, I right. threatened you, and now I gotta roll that back and let me. I think I should probably say I'm sorry. Okay, thank you. So I thought it was pretty neat. Cause you can see it thinking it, working it out like, oh wait, oh, oh, right. oh, sorry, thank you. Um, and yeah, and he just kind of was calm the whole time, just looking like, yeah, like you said, yeah, yeah, I saved you. I saved giving you. her space to process. Yeah, say space to process. So that was very, yeah, that was very powerful. That whole. Jesus. The whole thing so and i like that we get a bit because his sergeant buddy's there because the yeah. sergeant buddy was the one that like hey mm-hmm. they're gonna have a funeral and or his mom's dead yeah. and he goes with him and they have this small scene before all this goes down where they're flying in on on the shuttle yeah and they switch hats yeah what was up with that and i so i i've only seen one interpretation that made sense because i was like i don't get it like it's very like the vibe is very much like old buddies where we're cool with each other right mm. but the interpretation that i saw is like they're going to be in a crowd and they want to make sure they can keep track of each other and it's one thing to say hey remember my hat but it's another thing to say i that know what slick. my hat looks like put it on i'll take your hat because you know what your hat looks like I'll That's almost it, too right? good of an answer. So I like, love that. I don't though. know if the writers did <laughs> yeah. that, but that, but it is fucking brilliant. Whoever, yeah. whoever, whoever articulated that points to you, sir. Because yeah. if that's what it was, that that's a very clever move there. But we it, see our sergeant bud at the end of this, and this I feel like is the one scene that is the most open to interpretation. It's after the riot, after the chaos. When he's on the ground and the people and passing he's on by. The steps. Yeah. Pass him by, and he's you know he's drinking whiskey or something out of a flask and it's just like what's going on with him right because that that is not a yeah we sweet we 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 crush the people we we put out the fermenting right because that was right. this whole thing is like we're crushing the fermenting we got to put it out and it's like i feel like him he kind of got slapped in the face with what's actually going on Hmm. Like that, there is an interpretation there where he's like, "Oh, this is too much." Like, I'm I'm not happy with the fucking murderous brutality that the Empire just put down on these people. Like, I was huh. ready to, you know, stomp stomp out some fermenting, but like, it, and the other one is just like, "Oh man, oh we got an uprising now. Oh, this is rough." Like, I don't, I can't imagine at this point he identifies enough with the Empire. Because he's mm. not, he's he's corporate security, and he got fired from that because of the empire. Right. So, I thought it was weird. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't even yeah. know if we're we're gonna see his character again. But like, clearly his takeaway wasn't that was great. His takeaway was that was not a good time. And I don't mm. think because he thought he was scared of getting hurt. I I think the fact that it went down and the way it went down was upsetting to him in some way. Now yeah. it's either because of the brutality put on the population, or it's because oh fuck, the population has now risen up. But I don't think he identifies enough with the oppressors, the empire. 
Like, I don't know. He seemed like a that. So it might be interesting to see him now sort of split with Cyril, assuming he even comes back at all. But right, I thought it was awkward. I, I, like I said, yeah. I really couldn't make out his face because he was drinking. But I thought, why are you on the ground sitting there? Or, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I was curious what you thought about it, that. It's not an. It's not a. It's not an empowering, uplifting. Right. Presence. Right. right? right it's not right. a. I had a good time. It was that was bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why it's bad? Open to interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had Senta. We saw her again, and she took out what's his name, uh, Corv, where she she stabbed him up, oh, and then and then damn, um, that's right. Because he had came down with Deidre. His name is Corv. Oh, he was leading the observation team for the yes. ISB on mm-hmm. Marvis Place. Because mm-hmm. Senta was watching him the whole episode. She's kind of tracking him because she's like, oh, right? there's one of them. Following her, yeah, Cove. Yeah. You got the Corv. Corv. Yeah. C-O-R-V. I've got yeah. IMDb open again. Okay, so yeah, yeah, she took out Corv. He was the one that was watching Marvis Place and reporting back. Yeah. And then he tried to ambush her. And then and she's she got like, him. no, no, don't follow me into this closed door. Man, right. Just knifed him. Right. So that Lucene got taken care of. Andor found Bix. And I thought it was kind of beautiful how Bix was saying how she had imagined seeing Andor climbing over a wall. And then also she saw Marva and he was saying like, wasn't it beautiful what she said? And she was like, yeah. So even though she's like out of her mind, cause they messed her up. She's like a, like a broken animal or something. And, and it's just like, it's so sad. Cause you see how, how she was in the beginning. And so to see her, like, she's almost like she's drugged out or something or it's sad to see and she's doing a brilliant job acting and the yeah. makeup people like aced that out yeah bricks got destroyed like yeah yeah but i thought it was sweet how he went back for her and he got her off planet i thought that was beautiful and so so why do you think that he didn't go on the ship with everybody when everybody was leaving how come you think he decided not to go because he knows luthan's there Okay, and so as long as he got a trail on him, he's always gonna—he don't want to endanger anybody that that he might be with. So, for that I'd reason, imagine, I would imagine—I don't know how much he knows that the Empire's after him specifically, because at this point, no one's told him yeah. the Empire's sniffing for you specifically, right? At least I don't think so. No. Well, they already know that they're there, so he would know he'd be in trouble, but not that there was a plan to get him or anything. No. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. didn't Nobody know would that there was specifically yeah. a plan, but he knows Luthen's there. Yeah. And so, as much as he could go off with them, mm-hmm. I think there is a difference in how he sees them. As, yeah, they just did a little mini revolt mm-hmm. and rebelled, but and that's great. But I think in his head, he doesn't want to pull them in further. Mm-hmm. And he knows what he's going to do and what Luthen's going to do is going to be the messy stuff. Right? Yeah. And yeah. where he's going to be the spark is not with them. Yeah. It's with Luthen. That's right? true. Yeah. And that's so true. That's, that's why he leaves them and goes to find yeah. Luthen's ship. Yeah, I thought it was very powerful. When some of the people there was concerned, she was like, "He he'll find us. He'll he always finds us." So I thought that was that was beautiful, right? Rick still yeah. has faith yeah. in Andor. Yeah, yeah. Um, then it cuts to another scene that kind of ties up another thing that was kind of going on, and it's uh, Mon's daughter, and I guess she's being set to possibly be married Oof. in the near future. They had the meeting. I don't know if it. Well, they there was the scene I think in in eleven where Mon Mothma is explaining to Val that there hasn't been a proposal yet, and that her daughter is the one that's super into the old traditional stuff from Chandrilla. Right. But it, it's clear that that's what this gangster is angling for is marrying into the family and gaining legitimacy and all that right. sort of stuff, and she has to put her daughter out there as a pawn piece. And her daughter don't seem like she's fighting and, it. She actually looked kind of like, thing, she looked happy about it, kind of. I, I think, well, the daughter looks happy about yeah, it. Because, happy, yeah, happy, yeah. She's a teenager, and she's like, ooh, I get to do the thing, and I'm going to be a princess, <laughs> and da-da-da-da. And it's like, and, and her mom and her her her, her, her aunt, Val, yeah. 
or horrified by it. Yeah. They're like, no, we're not into that shit. And like, how right. did she find this? She found it on her own. And it's like, and but yeah, well, even with her <laughs> saying that, I almost didn't believe it just because you knew that she made that happen. When she made a comment about how it's bad and how it started off so simple and then it just kind of got out of hand, I figured that I'm sure it was her, her daughter's idea, but I'm sure she had a lot to do with that because I don't think that would even have came up as a thing if that guy wouldn't have brought it up. Mm, you think no, that would have came up anywhere? I think, I, actually, I, it, I think it goes back because if you, because the whole, if you listen to episode 11, it's her and Val talking while looking in at the room and it's the, right. the, the daughter and all her friends mm -hmm. and they're all dressed and they have the braids and right. there's a, a line that they're repeating about the braids and the braids. Right. She's wearing the braids all throughout the entire season. So the braids is part of this sort of traditionalist whatever component of their culture. So that's already there. And if anything, it probably has to do not with Mon Mothma like instigating that but just being a semi-absentee parent and being distracted with other things so so you think the whole setup is separate from that the meet up with the gangster so guy you i think, think her daughter's separate? interest in whatever this you know traditionalist mm -hmm. chandrila thing is mm -hmm. precedes by far any introduction of the the mobster coming in and trying to you know gain legitimacy by hooking up their kids Okay, I can believe that, but I, I think, but, I think, but I think the that writers the... definitely set those up. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, but I don't think... It was one of those things where I'm guessing when Mothma was like, I don't like this. I don't know if I can stop it. And, and I don't mean the, the proposal component. Oh, okay. Because she comes on board with that. I think for her daughter getting interested in that, mm -hmm. it was, I don't like it. I'd like to stop it, but she already doesn't like me or respect me right now because she's a teenager and I am an absentee parent focused on politics. But it's not an urgent fire to put out until it's too late when someone else, the gangster, comes and is able to exploit that. So she's a, he's exploiting Mon Mothma's vulnerability, mm -hmm. but it also doubles down because the daughter is like, yeah, cool. And she's like, ah, oh, fuck. But she could, she could cut the whole thing off, but she, she didn't, she needs him to move funds. She right. needs him to move funds. She right. does the hard thing. She sacrifices. She sacrifices probably in a way and a person she never thought she would. Yeah. Um, she also sacrifices her husband's reputation by, <laughs> bullshitting in earshot of her I that thought that was brilliant again. I thought that was brilliant I didn't even understand how that was even coming up until she started talking I'm like oh I loved it I loved it and even told him to can we get some privacy please and you know the guy gonna be listening it was right. yeah it was nice that right. was a great scene can you please eavesdrop on right. us right exactly exactly and, and it's funny because she adjusts her jacket because her jacket is all folded up to her neck and then she kind of opens it up and then her husband gets into the car and then she started sideway talking and stuff. I'm like, wow. And it worked just how she wanted. Cause you saw the guy, the driver's dry snitching saying it the way she said, mm -hmm. and what did she say? Did she, did she seem like she was upset when she said, yeah, she seemed like she was blindsided by it. And he seemed to, to, to you know, to deny it. And the guy's like, oh yeah, well we saw that she has some, some weird things going on with her fundings and stuff. So that could explain that. So I'm like, okay, they, that bought her some time, mm -hmm. which was very nice. And then yep. you had a little look on her face of like gave mm. her an excuse yeah i that don't well like done. doing this i don't like doing this but i'm gonna do it yeah like there 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 are probably people out there who are like oh, i don't care about this one month stuff because there's no action and there's no shooting and there's no violence but it's like for her she has tons of stake yes, in the game right she has lots she's putting more skin on the table by putting her daughter into play and it's like yeah. it's trust really me the laser would be more kind than the stuff that she's going through oh. it was it's not even worth all the stress <laughs> yeah the pew pew would be more kind and so the episode ends basically after andor says goodbye when we last leave andor he's setting everybody 
a go. He doesn't join him. He has something he has to take care of. And so we see Lutheran looking at the city, kind of like, you know, processing the whole thing. And at first you think he's in the middle of it, but you see that he is outside of the city, basically watching everything kind of go down and he's heading back to his ship. And so he's getting ready to take off to go back home. He hears a noise and a sound. He turns around and there is Andor. And he's kind of surprised by it, but not surprised by it. I'm kind of surprised by it, but I thought it was just very interesting that one that he was in the ship and he left himself vulnerable. He had to drop on Luthen yeah. if he wanted to, but he left the gun there and almost even he specifically left the gun. Yes. Yes. And it pretty much told him, you know, either kill me or take me in. And then Luthen kind of stopped and was like, Bring you me know, into the fold. Yeah. Like what's going Like, are you, you know, are you joking or whatever? So I thought it was just very interesting. The, um, the chances that Andor takes and how it works out for him. I, I appreciate that about him being bold to the point where even him moving the way he does would throw somebody else off. Even if somebody had an issue with him, you'd almost have to question your feelings about him because it's like, you know, what's going on with this dude? Why, why this move? And um, right. it's entertaining to watch for, for sure. This is part of why I don't think Luthen had had until that moment decided he wasn't mm -hmm. going to kill Andor. Right? I agree. He wasn't yeah. going to take care of that loose end. But he just saw what happened. He knows who Marva is. He saw Marva's speech. He saw what Marva's speech did. Yeah. I imagine on some level he's like, what did that do to Andor? Right? right. He sees Andor and Andor is coming to him of like, I'm in or you kill me. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it, 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 I think it erases any doubt that, you know, Kila may have had about mm -hmm. Andor's loose endness. Right. And like, oh, he's not loose. He's solid. Right. He's solid 100%. Right. He's in. And like, he... he gave me his gun yeah. so I could shoot him. He made me feel safe, told me. Like he he knows that he could be considered a loose end. Yeah. And yeah. he's allowing me to remove that loose end. Mm -hmm. He's willing to protect yeah. what we're doing. He's willing to sacrifice himself. If he's a loose piece that needs to be taken out, he's letting me take it out. And if I'm not gonna take it out, it's because he's in a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. He's not in by duress, he's <sighs> in by choice. He's in by choice because right. before he had to offer him money and all this other kind of stuff. This guy is saying he's in, right. he got commitment. And I'm sure Luther was kind of like, oh, you don't want anything. Like I don't have to do anything. I don't have to threaten you or anything. And so I think that was a strong, beautiful ending. So we're going to talk about the stinger. So after oh. that whole thing, oh. I'm like, okay, that was beautiful. The stuff I wanted tied up was tied up. The people I wanted to say goodbye to, I said so, say goodbye to. It right? was like they didn't leave anything undone. They let they let you know what all the chess pieces were doing, which I they love. Used everything that they put on the table. Yes, that is correct. So they did use everything that was on the table. Yeah, I agree. Um, you got information about Cyril and his mother. You got stuff about Serta and what she was doing. Deidre. Uh, Mava, you know, just all the characters, you knew what was going on and everybody, you know, the people who made it, the people who died, like I said, it was complete. It, it, it didn't leave you it, to tell you the truth. It was not else I was even missing or felt like it was missing or, or anything they started that I didn't find out about. I felt like I had a complete kind of situation, right. which I thought was very nice. And even if I'm not saying that I want this to be true, but even if this was just it, I would be, I would not I'd be feel satisfied. Like, yeah, I'd I would be, be satisfied. Absolutely yeah. Satisfied. I wouldn't feel like I needed to, you know, come back to find out the answer or the truth. It gave me everything. And so it's like a, like a good book right. where it's just complete. And if they do another book, that's fine. And another adventure, but it didn't leave me on, on a cliffhanger, which I don't like how certain shows mm -hmm. kind of hold you hostage to watch something that you don't really care for, because if you want to know the answers, you got to come back next year. Um, this doesn't do that to you. And I appreciate right. them for they, it. They didn't. They didn't do. 
because they do have the after credits stinger. Oh boy! But it's not it's not a tease for the next season. No. Right. No. Like it's teased for much later. Yeah. But they're not like, oh, we've beat the bad guy, but oh, there's another bad guy. It's more like you know the Empire. They're doing right. dirty shit. But yeah. the, the <laughs> I almost I almost missed the the teaser because they they haven't done any after credits up to yeah. this point. Yeah. And so it's only because like my cursor like went over the the time bar and uh -huh. I saw that there was a blip of something. I was like, oh, oh. wait, oh wait, yeah. sorry moved and watched that i almost missed it that's funny and i was absolutely wrong about what they were making in the prison labor camp hey, absolutely it's... wrong so so it was i and it was funny because i always always listen to the music and i, I kind of just sit through it because you just never know and when i saw that i'm like first it started off as a close-up of these like robot worker drone like robot things and they're moving these pieces and stuff and then it seemed like oh that that's, that's like the pieces that the 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 inmates were working on mm -hmm. and they're placing them on this thing and i'm thinking like oh, okay almost like a like a like a um what was it like a bee not a beehive but almost kind of like this the shape of it looked kind of like that or it looked like they're working on some kind of yeah yeah um it's a giant erector set right right and it kind of pulls back i'm like okay and then it pulls back even more <laughs> And then it pulls back even more, and then it, it pulls back. Holy shit! It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It's like the fish that Such touches. Such a great reveal, man. When I saw that, and it's just like the. So what's that? Would that be? What would that be considered? That the round part? Because that's where the power uh, and everything comes out. It's, um, it's part of the the Death Star super weapon. Like Death Star Trek would be like it's a deflector dish. It's an yeah, something thing. like that. It's a, like. Uh, yeah who knows that shoots out all the power but uh but yeah but it was just like that reveal and the pullback was just powerful i'm like that is crazy and that's why they was just so desperate to really get this done they need to have that it's a priority to have that ultimate weapon available and that's why they had all had those inmates just working endlessly on those pieces i thought it was gonna be a simple torture the mask of fear that's right that's right and they here are i afraid of losing control right and this whole time I was thinking they were making something for, like I said, torture device, but it's torture in a different kind of way. But, um, mm -hmm. but like I said, it was a great reveal and a little icing on the cake. They didn't have to put that on there, but I thought that was pretty dope and a great way to end it. And like I said, even if they didn't have a season two, which I think they will, and they definitely deserve oh, it. They're going to, but if they didn't, that would be, I would still be okay with it. Like I said, this is and you know a you were, you were talking earlier about like you know the the low numbers right like it hadn't got quite the viewing numbers as Mandalorian. Yeah. I did see a thing the other day saying that like now that like the last two episodes dropped, yeah, viewership is like starting to jump up. Oh like, wow, they good good it deserves. That, it. I think I think people like us were like, okay, we've seen the whole thing and now we can report yeah. out. It's good. Go fucking watch. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Word of mouth, I think, is now really starting to get out. So that's good, and we'll be here for people to come hear us. You know, <laughs> go back to back to back uh, discussion um, discussing the show. Like I said, this has been a great one. Um, I didn't expect it. Like I said, the character that seemed kind of awkward to choose from a great movie that came out and. Who'd have thought it'd been in the same hands of that person who directed that great movie and found a way to make a 12 episode the, so show the, with the same kind of energy and power. The interesting thing about the showrunner, was it Tony Gilliam or something like that? I forget. His yeah, name. Gilroy, Apologies. right? Tony Gilroy? Gilroy? Yeah. Is he wasn't the original director for Rogue One, he was the director that was brought in for reshoots to yes. rework the film so it's like it's not even his original like he didn't create those characters mm -hmm. but he shepherded those characters across the finish line and so for him to take that character of cassian and like continue to build so i don't know if you saw i wrote a facebook post a few like right after the last episode came out and i was like you know singing its praises and i straight up said this is the best of star wars quality wise yeah 
Yeah. Like it's the best writing. It's the best cinematography. It's probably some of the best acting because the writing and cinematography character development, like, world building. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Character like it, it's executing on far more things than the original star Wars, which I still love yeah. and is still good. Right. But this is truly great. This is if, yeah. if this somehow existed beyond star Wars, if it was someone's side project and they mm -hmm. just filed off all the serial numbers, right. I would still be ranting and raving about it yeah. just as much. Cause it is just that good. Yeah. If anyone yes, was is. curious, my opinion. Yeah. I, I concur what, what he said for sure. What he said for sure. Yeah. It was pleasant surprise. Pleasant surprise. Um, so what's coming out next? What's so they did just announce it's either May or March 3rd. Uh, Mando season three is dropping. Uh, oh, really? I'm not sure about. Yeah. So okay. I don't know if they dropped a trailer or not. There was a whole bunch of trailers that dropped in the last few days. Thank uh, you. I've seen me. it. Yeah. Um, and then I think you were dropping some of them in chat. Um, <laughs> and then I think we're getting more information about the acolyte show i don't know if that's coming out next okay. year or not it's supposed to be how the sith infiltrated the jedi order a hundred years oh. before the original trilogy so uh we'll have to see how that one goes um <laughs> but mando mando 3 uh, that's, that's a, mm, what that's a tricky premise that'll be the 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 acolyte one yeah i don't know it it might be interesting and i still haven't caught up with tales of the jedi which is some new animated star wars stuff where there's like backstory on ahsoka and uh, count dooku okay i only got through two episodes so i need to watch the rest of that um it was so great catching up with you i appreciate you going down this journey of andor with me this has been fun i look forward to our next one you have any words any parting words I would, I would assume at this point, if anyone's made it through all our rambling about this show and they've watched it or are in the process of watching it, I've convinced multiple friends to go and watch it. So I don't think I need to do that anymore. Um, I don't know. I, I think I would just uh, remind people to try. Mm, Where not. and how they can try. Okay. It's easy when I got good material to work with. All right, we're going to end it there then. Okay. <laughs> I'm Jay, and that's been Ryan discussing season one of Andor 1 through 12. Wow, man, that, that went by fast. All right, till next time, peace. Till season two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was a good one. Thanks for listening, and please like and subscribe. Be sure to check out past and future episodes of this show, along with my other shows entitled The Movie Bench Quarterbacking Podcast and The J and podcast available now on all streaming platforms until next time peace